Good morning, everyone. My name is Rob Novak, and I am excited to be able to share the message with us this morning. My wife, Chelsea, and I live here in New Jersey with our two boys, Bradley and Tyler. Uh, Bradley just turned four on Friday, so that was exciting. And uh, needless to say, it has been interesting being stuck in the house with them all these weeks. We've had to get creative with different games. They've gotten creative. Bradley's been wearing all sorts of crazy costumes. Uh, it's also been a blast uh, to still connect with some of the other kids and, and connect with God through our online Kids Kingdom on Sunday mornings. I'm super grateful for our children's ministry uh, leaders who have still been helping our kids to connect in that way. I do want to say thankfully our family has stayed healthy so far and I do appreciate uh, the prayers. Now I want you to know our, our, our hearts and prayers uh, go out to those so many who are sick or have sick or lost loved ones during this time. Uh, our hearts hurt with you and uh, our hearts and prayers go out to all the healthcare workers and first responders. Thank you so much for uh, what you're doing and your care for people during this time. And I also want to especially thank and lift up all the essential workers. Thank you uh, for still working and supplying and serving our communities so that uh, those of us who are home are able uh, from your work to take care of our families. Thank you and want you to know that we are truly grateful and, and praying for you. Uh, the title of our message today is Heal My Soul. Heal my soul. You know, during this challenging time, our souls need, need strengthening and support. Our souls need healing. And this morning, my hope is to give us some encouragement and direction from God's Word to find healing for our souls. Now, you could turn in your Bible to Psalm 63. I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. You know, this is uh, an incredible psalm. Psalm 63 was written by King David, uh, but it was during a challenging time in his, in his life. You know, King David had a son named Absalom, and Absalom tried to overthrow David's rule and even led a rebellion against him. And so during that, David ends up alone in the desert seeking refuge, seeking healing. And I have two points for us this morning from this passage of how we can find healing for our soul like David did. And so my first point for us this morning is go to God. If you want healing, you've got to go to God. David went to God. Let's start off in Psalm 63 here, verses 1 to 4. He says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. Now we'll read a, the rest of this in a little bit here. But, you know, David was in isolation in this desert, seeking solace during a crisis that he never imagined going through. But he knew where to go to find healing and wholeness. And so he goes to God with wholeheartedness. 
he goes to God. He goes to God earnestly seeking, thirsting for God, fainting for God, looking upon God. You know, David's out in this desert, and the desert is it's dry and it's weary. And he looks around at this dry and weary land, and then he looks to God. He goes to God, and he says, God, the way this land needs rain, I need you. Right? Like a dry and weary land, my soul thirsts for you, O God. He knew he needed to go to God. And this is not the only place that he talks about this. In Psalm 62, verse 1. It says, yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Psalm 84 verse 2 says, my soul yearns even faints for the courts of the Lord. Psalm 42 verses 1 and 2 says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? In verse 5 of the same psalm, he says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. And then Jesus even underscores this. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You know, from these passages, the point is clear. If we want healing for our soul, we have to go to God. We have to come to Jesus. And what's awesome is he even calls and invites us to do that. He wants to give us healing rest for our souls. You know, heal my soul. It's it's a plea. It's a request it's a request. There's there's no other way to say it. Right? We're we're asking, we're telling something, heal my soul. We're we're asking, uh heal my soul. You know, when we when we're hurt, lonely, or discouraged, we might not say it out loud or realize it, but we are going to things for healing. We're going to things and asking it or asking them, heal my soul. Right? Maybe we go to a TV show or, or hours of TV shows. Disney, heal my soul. Maybe we go to food in hopes that it will comfort us. Heal my soul. Maybe we go to people or social media for, for healing for our soul. We're, we're looking for the right attention or the right connection from another person. Chels, heal my soul. Maybe we go to shopping. Amazon, heal my soul. And hoping that buying a certain thing will, will, will fix that hole, the, the, the emptiness that we're longing for. We go to different things. Kids, never mind. Right, and these can certainly be fine and provide some fun, uh, but they won't deal with the deeper pain longings and, and and fulfillment that our soul is looking for. You know, and dare we think sin will heal us, right? When upset, if we're honest, we could go to sin hoping that it will help us feel better or heal us, right? Maybe we're upset with the way things are and so we just start complaining. We're complaining about everything. Or maybe we're 
We're upset and we get frustrated and so we start venting anger, right? We, we become aggressive. We become angry. We start lashing out and uh, saying hurtful things, right? Maybe we turn to impurity for comfort. Or maybe you even turn to dulling yourself with alcohol. Now, we could turn to sin, but we need to know that sin doesn't heal or deal with anything. It just makes it worse. Now, this morning, I want you to think, when you are upset, overwhelmed, or looking for relief and healing, what do you go to? The only appropriate place to ask Heal my soul. To look, to go, and to say, heal my soul, is to God. God is the only place. In verses 2 and 3, David wrote, I have looked upon you. Right? God is where David looked. It's where David went. I have looked upon you in the sanctuary. And when he went to God, what did he see? He says, I've looked upon you in the sanctuary Beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. You know, we go to God, and our soul finds rest in God, because of his power, his glory, and his steadfast love. Right, when we are weak, Jesus has the power. God's got the power. He's all-powerful. He's the Almighty. He spoke the world into existence. Nothing happens outside of his knowledge. He is over all rulers and authorities. He is in complete control. He is glorious. He makes the sun rise and the rain fall. He knows the name of every star. He knows how many grains of sand are on the beach. And even the oceans, the Bible says, can fit in the palm of his hand. And God is not just powerful and glorious. He has a steadfast love for you. Right? A steadfast love. Steadfast. That means that his love cannot fail. It does not end. It will not change. You know, during this time, a lot has failed. A lot has changed and a lot has ended these last seven weeks, but not God's love. Nothing can stop, change, or separate us from the love of God. His love is steadfast. He is with you always. God is your comforter, protector, provider, and soul satisfier. That's who he is. Right When we go to God, we find his power, glory, and steadfast love. David called on God because of these things. And David called on God in a personal way. He said, oh God, my God. Right in the first verse, he says, my God. David knew God as his God. Right? God was personal to David. He wasn't someone else's God or a generic God or a distant God. He said, my God. And the same way this morning, God needs to be your God. God needs to be my God. He needs to be the God you know. You need to behold and hold on to God's glory, power, and love to, to find healing the way that David did. Right? If you go to other places this morning, you've got to know this. If you go to other places for your healing, you won't find it. You're trying to find satisfaction for your soul and things that just aren't going to deliver. 
They may temporarily distract. They may deceive you, but they're not going to deliver the healing that your soul is looking for. You know, we are living in an extraordinarily tough time right now. And I want to challenge you this morning, before you watch another hour of TV, spend another hour on Instagram, or snap at a friend or family member again, go to God. Go to God for healing. Go to His power, His glory, His steadfast love. Seek Him. Thirst for Him. Faint for Him. Look to Him. Only He can heal your soul. So go to God. Go to God. And secondly, find God's healing. We've got to go to God and then we will and we can find God's healing, which is a satisfying healing for our soul. Let's read verse 5 to 8 of Psalm 63. He says, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Now I love how it says my soul will be satisfied. Our lives will not always be easy or free from sadness, from pain, uh, difficulty, or disappointment. But we can always go to God who can give our soul a satisfying peace, comfort, and love no matter what's going on. A peace that passes understanding, a rest for our soul. But we have to go to him and find it. You know, if we go to God like David, right? We've got to go to him this way. We've got to go to God like David with confidence, with trust, with faith, with sincerity. That's what earnestness is, with, with earnestness. If we go, if we go to God wholeheartedly with a mind that's ready to focus on God, how David said, I remember you. I meditate on you. We need a mind ready to focus on God. If we go to God in this way, then we will find God's healing in the shadow of his wings. You know, when this crisis all started, uh, it was pretty rough for us here. And not just because of the toilet paper. You know, we were dealing with uh, my my best friend's dad being in the hospital and, and passing away. Uh, being there for the funeral and, and helping to uh, run the funeral. Our uh, kitchen was under construction. I was very grateful to have my dad come work on that, but it was a little chaotic to have our, our kitchen non-functioning. Uh, we were dealing with fear and with worry of, of what this, um, you know, coronavirus was going to turn into, how it might affect our lives and our families, dealing with the uncertainty that we all faced. And then obviously a lot of adjusting and, and lack of adjusting. You know, all of a sudden our son wasn't going to uh, school every day anymore. Uh, going out and, and work was not the same. Our schedule uh, that we really lived each day was completely thrown out the window. And our son, who has some uh, developmental delays, was was going to miss at least weeks of his sessions that helped him so much, uh, which made Chelsea and I anxious and overwhelmed at having to try to meet those needs ourselves and and the setbacks that might cause him to miss all of that. 
You know, and then obviously all of this change and what we were going through affected their behavior, my kids' behavior. Uh, needless to say, these first couple weeks were, were really hard days. Uh, you know, they're, they're from all that came moments of intense stress, anger, impatience, uh, longing, and, and worry. You know, I wasn't being each day, I wasn't being the dad the husband uh, that I wanted to be or, or doing my job the way I wanted to do it, being there for people. You know, my time with God was, was kind of squeezed in each day. It happened, but it was, it was quick. It was rushed. It was distracted. My prayer, my reading, it was just kind of everything was chaotic. And so we reached out to some people. I'm so grateful that, that God wants us to have people in our life to help us. We got help. Um, we decided that the most important thing each day for us was going to be to find healing and and an and ability to be who we needed to be by prioritizing our time with God. When you look, if we're going to be who we need to be for each other, for our kids, for our work, for other people, for this lost world that we're trying to be a light to, our time with God has got to get the priority. We've got to get the healing we need so we can have the ability uh, to be and do these things. And so after those first two weeks, we developed a schedule and a routine that revolved around that, making sure we were going to get healing from God and strengthening from God. And, you know, Chelsea and I talked through that. We got advice. We came up with a plan. And so like Jesus, we started getting up before the sun, uh, before the sun got up, right? We, we on, on many of these days got to start the day by saying a prayer together. And on most of these days, what's helped me so much almost every day, except the rainy ones and even some of the rainy ones, Early in the morning, every day, getting out and getting a prayer walk in, right? While the world is still quiet, getting in a time to walk and to pray to God. Getting time for Chelsea to go in her room by herself while I watch the kids early in the morning. And for her to get time alone to write out prayers to God and to find strength and healing through that. And honestly, for me, getting out on these walks and, and walking around my neighborhood, seeing the sky, seeing nature... It helps me, too, to, to see the glory of God and the goodness of God in that. You know, on top of praying is, is digging into Scripture. You know, for the first four weeks of this uh, time, I really dug into the book of Philippians and meditated on it, focused on it, put it into practice. And, you know, in Philippians, I saw things like joy no matter what uh, is going on, content no matter what the circumstances. I also saw... How we can have vision and be used by God even when we're in challenging times like Paul was in prison when he wrote it. But still help people even in prison become Christians and write such an inspiring letter. The last couple of weeks after Philippians dip, digging into Colossians. Right? And seeing in Colossians the sovereignty of Christ. That Jesus has all authority. He is, he is supreme. He is sovereign. Right? And then learning that he's sovereign and I need to put on Christ. I need to put on the qualities of Christ. I need to be someone who's humble, compassionate, patient. And I need to be someone who's a, a patient father and a patient husband, Colossians has been helping me with. You know, we've still had ups and downs, but each week, honestly, is getting better for us. And we're having more and more victories in our attitude, our mindset, our peace, our joy, uh, our productivity, being able to be there for others. Right, Things are still tough, but we're finding that rest and healing for our soul by going to God and finding God's healing. I'm so grateful that we could find God's healing even when things are crazy. Right, But you've got to figure out. You've got to figure it out for you. 
right? You need to figure out how to remember and meditate on God each day of your life, right? You've got to come up with the plan. That's my challenge to you this morning. Figure it out. How's it going? Finding God's healing, right? We got to go find it. You've got to come up with a plan, a routine, partnerships, uh, a way for you to really get in his word, to get in prayer, to, to really remember and meditate on God, right? If you don't, your grip is going to start to slip. You've got to You've got to really go to God and cling to Him. That's what it said here. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. That's how verse 8 ended here. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. You've got to cling to God. You've got to cling to God, not in a shallow way, but from your soul. Right from your core. You've got to cling to God. You know, my son Tyler, who's only two years old, when he's... When he's stuck up on a high place, maybe part of the playground or whatever, and he, he calls out to me, you know, for me to help him down. And I go over and I, I hold out my hands and he comes to me and he was scared. He was up high. He couldn't get down. He doesn't hold on to me loosely. He holds on to me tight. He clings to me, right? He holds on tight and I help him down. That's what we got to do with God is we've got to cling to him, right? When we're in over our heads, we've got to reach out to God. We got to go to God and then we've got to Find God's healing. We've got to cling tightly to Him. Hold tightly. Walk closely to God. Trust Him. Have faith in Him. Rely on Him. Reach out to Him. And as we do that, as you do that, as your soul clings to God, His right hand will uphold you. And that means that you will find God's comfort and support. God's healing for your soul. As we prepare to take communion... You can take that out. I want you to remember there's only one place we can look to get our soul's healing. And the greatest thing our soul needs healing from is our sin. Right? We can have everything else right in this life, but our souls will still need healing without forgiveness of our sin. And only God can do that. Through Jesus' blood shed on the cross, which we remember as we take the blood and the cup. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible says, He himself, being Jesus, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now... You have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Now we need to remember as we take uh, the bread and the cup that Jesus went through the ultimate calamity of the cross so we could be healed and live a new life for God, a life with healing in our soul. Because of the cross, we get to live under the power of the glory, and the steadfast, loving care and protection of the Good Shepherd, the Almighty Overseer of our souls. Let's go to God in prayer for the bread and the cup as we take communion this morning. God, thank you so much that you offer us, you invite us, you call us to come to you for healing for our soul. God, we know that our soul needs you, our soul's thirst for you, God. This is a challenging time we go through. 
And even in this, nothing is more challenging than the, the than facing the wall of sin that we've put between us and you. And God, we know that despite what's going on in this world, we can find rest for our soul in you. And we know that despite how big this wall of sin was between us and you, that Jesus conquered it on the cross. And that through your wounds, through Jesus' wounds, what he went through on the cross, through his bloodshed there, we can find healing for our soul. God, the cross shows us how powerful you are, and the cross shows us how steadfast your love is for us. God, as we take the bread and the cup this morning, help us to find healing for our souls through your love for us, through your power, through your glory, through who you are. Thank you, God, for being the the good shepherd of our souls and being uh, there for us at this time. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.